Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast about upcycling. It's Reclaimed Audio with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 58 for November 30th, 2016. This week's top Patreon supporters are Luis Gonzalez, Make Build Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Trust in Timber, Sean Petty, Scott Turner, and Andrew Reed. Gentlemen, what are we working on? What's on the old benchy bench? Mr. Lutz, start us uh, off. I will start you off. I was going to make a, uh, a shoe rack for Casey, and that plan went to the wayside, and she and her business partners asked me to build a chalkboard, basically, for the salon. So I, uh, they wanted what they wanted to do was to use chalkboard paint on the wall, and my idea was to, that's fine, but let's frame it in the color scheme of the rest of the salon. Yes, Tim. I, I just want to interrupt you for a second. Um, let's take advantage of this time as we go around and talk about what we're working on to reintroduce ourselves to some of our newer listeners that might not know who the heck we are or why the heck we're here talking together, if you don't mind. I'd like to interrupt you by introducing myself. <laughs> no, we'll go in. We'll go in turn, which means we'll make Phil wait ten minutes. Sounds about right. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Bill. Why don't you Continue. tell us who you are? What do you do? What's your favorite color? Um, I don't know. I feel I feel awkward now. I'm a little embarrassed. I'm a little shy. Um, so am I supposed to say who I am first, and then say what I made this week? Bill Lutz, just tell us your name. I'm Bill. I'm, my name is Bill. <laughs> I'm on a podcast with Phil. You need one more rhyme for the trifecta. Well, obviously I hit the rim, and the other guy's name is Tim. Oh. <laughs> I quit. Yes. I quit. <laughs> no way. You sit. All right. Well, look. Right, let's. Let's. Uh, you guys. You guys fluster paint me. So here. Here's the deal. My name is Bill. I do um, a hobby type thing of making things that I love. It's my passion. I'm also. A person who works with my hands, and um, I'm a facilities person at an airport. And my wife recently opened a salon about three years ago, and I, what re-sparked my passion for making things is I built every single piece of furniture and fixture inside of it. So that's that's who I am, and how I ended up here. Awesome, yeah. thanks. So, and you want to continue with what you're? Am I allowed on? to? Okay. Yeah. Can I do I hold up my hand All to right. speak to myself again? <laughs> I'm about to hold up a finger. <laughs> so anyway, speaking of the salon, so they asked me to make this chalkboard thing. So it was um it just happened to be because we had this Boston thing coming up and it's a Boston thing for right now. We can discuss that later. Um, but I don't have any time off because of this year I took a lot of time off. I used every ounce of time off that I had. So I worked all week doing swing shift and 12-hour days, which allowed me to accumulate three days off that I could use for this Boston trip. So I kept thinking, okay, since I'm not working, I went from noon until midnight, I'm going to wake up early, I'm going to work on this project for the wife's salon uh, every day, just just an hour, just an hour. It, It didn't happen at all. It just didn't happen. I ended up waiting till Saturday, which is when they wanted it because they wanted it for 
Sundays decorating the salon and what this thing was. So I started from scratch Saturday morning. I built a frame that matches the rest of the salon, um, filmed it because I wanted to take advantage of making the video. Um, by the evening when they closed, I just got done with everything, getting dried and everything. I took it to the salon. I put it together, finished filming it, installed it. And, uh, that's, that's what I made. So instead of a shoe rack, which is what I thought I was going to make, that's, I didn't. And my name is Bill. <laughs> Tim, you're up next. Oh, that's. That's and you are great. muted. I, I, yeah, really great. Super good. I, <laughs> sorry, I had myself muted because I was laughing so much through Bill's monologue. <laughs> my name, my name is Tim Sway, and I am a maker. I make things, but I do work exclusively or mostly exclusively in reclaimed and upcycled materials. I, uh, I've made that a part of my business. Uh, I approach this as an artist, and so. I basically am the kind of person that just throws myself in whole hog into whatever I'm doing. And I was working as a musician. I got tired of that. And I was doing this sort of part-time. So now I threw myself into making things for a living whole hog and making videos about it and trying to encourage other people to do the same. Um, not necessarily for, I mean, there's a million reasons why, but basically just to encourage people to just chase their, their dreams and do what they want to do to be happy, you know? Yes, Bill. So you're also going to talk about what you did this week too, though, right? Yep, and I was about to okay. say that next. Uh, and and I was actually trying to segue into that, and it's a little clunky now because you interrupted me, but that's okay. <laughs> um, uh, one of the things uh, I just did this week is I put out. I always have an anti, uh, like a boycott Black Friday video I do every year around this time to uh, discourage people from like falling prey to this consumerist time of year where people just buy junk for other people because they feel like this need to have a certain amount of packages stacked up next to another certain amount of packages. And, and, um, so I encourage people to make their own gifts, of course. And this year I did a file share, a CNC or by hand file share of these, uh, uh, toy blocks that I made that, uh, I'm encouraging other people to, to use and make and remake. And I had uh, Paul Jackman of Jackman works, who's as another YouTuber, uh, he helped me out with this collaboration. And also we've already had our first entry into it as uh, this guy named Shogun Jimmy, who's another YouTuber. He made a, a giant version of these. So um, if you go to my website, timsway.net or whatever, you can kind of find the links to all this stuff and figure out what I'm talking about. It's a, uh, it's a lot of fun and it's uh, we're going to try and put all those big toy companies out of business this year. Right. I think you're, uh, you're halfway there. Yeah. I'm almost there. Yeah. I mean, I'll me and Paul and Jimmy are in. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you basically did it. I don't know why I said half. Yeah. I mean, let's round you up. You did so it. So it's all done, yeah. So how about you, Phil? Um, I am uh, – I just finished up a couple of uh, Etsy orders, and, and I'm really sort of ramping up production this year. That's um, kind of what happens at Christmas time. Oh, who are you? Oh, yeah. my That's silly. <laughs> uh, my name is Phil Pinsky. Um, I am a, a maker by passion, but, uh, my day job is, is a marketing guy. I work in home decor and, uh, for a company that does art and mirrors and lighting and yada, yada, yada. That's not the fun part. The fun part is, is that, uh, I'm a YouTuber. I'm a podcaster. Um, I just launched a, a tool review site by makers for makers. It's called, uh, make, uh, makertechreviews.com. And, uh, and it's just been, I mean, I launched it a couple weeks ago and the reaction has been tremendous. So it's been a lot of fun just working through the website and all the, all the, the things that go along with the website launch. Um, and I'm kind of sort of the Etsy guy of the group. So I do a lot of, um, 
internet orders that way, and they're smaller kind of items, more shippable. So I, two of my better sellers are whiskey boxes that are customized and uh, kid step stools that are also uh, customized. And uh, I just shipped one today, a step stool, and I also made something that was pretty darn cool, I thought anyways, was this um, this trash can, which was YouTube-themed. There was this guy who ordered one for his niece. She's 15, and she was super, super into YouTube. So he wanted a gift for her, and I guess she needed something for her room. So I made like this, um, it's a white trash can, and it's got, on one side is a YouTube play button. So it's cut out of some birch plywood and painted red, and I'm underselling it, but whatever, take a look at it. There's like a little cutout <laughs> triangle in the middle. And on the other side is the YouTube logo. So it's also a 3D thing, and, and, I, and I showed how to do it in my most recent video. And actually, the coolest thing that happened recently was last night I got a message from, and I want to ask you this, Bill. How far is Rockford from Galena in Illinois? Not far. Uh, okay, about so halfway, the, I think, from yeah. Chicago to Galena is Rockford-ish. Okay, I don't know. So the mayor, the mayor of Rockford last night sent me an email. <clears throat> he wanted me to make a whiskey box for his number two who is retiring. How cool is so that? That was... That was pretty yeah. darn cool to wake up to. And like That's this awesome. whole thing, and it's all about Irish whiskey, and they're both Irish, and they started out together, you know, 30 years ago, and he's been his right-hand man ever since, and he really wants to get him something really nice, and I was like, this is... Wow. This is insanely cool. That yeah. is insanely cool. So I've done a, Congratulations. Yeah. Well, I've done a lot of really, really cool intimate gifts before, proposals, engagements, um, anniversaries birthdays, that kind of thing. But this is the first time a public official has reached out to me to honor a, a coworker or whatever it is. So it's pretty, pretty interesting. I, so you know, that's what I do. And that's why I, I have a city job and therefore I deal with public officials all the time, but I also get to spend a lot of time um, being very intimate with one particular public official. And that's my mother-in-law because she is a city council of her town. And she's also going to be, it just sounded weird. I'm sorry. Sounds so horrible right now. Do not get intimate with your mother-in-law. Well, that was I saw that movie. Some of us, some of us are a little more mature, but I, I'm saying this because she's also California. She's going to be. Oh, she's right. going to be vice mayor. I thought this didn't we just have this conversation? Yeah, sorry about vice mayors. Okay, yes. I just want to make sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that is cool. And um, uh, your whiskey box, Phil, and. My mother-in-law's not getting a whiskey box. I was going to order one from you for her. Not going to happen now. Not anymore. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because I just two seconds ago got an order from Casey. So. <laughs> no, no, no need. We're good. We're good. Oh, man. Good. <laughs> All right. Uh, we um, ready for the topic or you want to cover something else? One other thing I wanted to circle around because Bill mentioned Boston. Uh, our, our next podcast, the one that's going to follow this one, will come out at its usual time, but we're actually going to be recording it live on Saturday in Boston. And that is exciting for a couple of reasons. One is that the three of us have actually never met in person. Um, so we're going to actually meet in person for the first time and do this podcast live with a couple hundred of our friends and other makers and whatnot, as well as with, um, the hosts of this who are celebrating their hundredth podcast, which is Dave Pachuto, Bob Claggett, and Jimmy DeResta, the Making It podcast. Yes, Bill. I just want to say that the three of us are going to meet in person. It's like ninety nine point nine 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 percent going to happen. You two yep. scare me a little bit. I'm just saying. So at the last minute, well, you might. I, 
You might just chicken uh, out. Dude. <laughs> the, the look I'm getting from Phil and your hair alone, just it's just. Wait, whose hair? <laughs> I think he's referring to your ginge right now. My ginge was. I, I haven't cut it in a while. I cut it myself in case anyone didn't know. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and the guy with the bearded. The, just so everyone knows, too, I'm sorry, Phil. I, I really. I know we just had this talk. Um, no, it's but, fine. Uh, we got to say hi to Vance before we went to bed tonight. And Vance said, and I quote, Bill, you look like your bearded dragons. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> True story. Vance is my six-year-old son, for those who don't know. Um, but so so we're all going to meet and record with a bunch of other podcasts, as well as the Making a Podcast in, in Boston. It's like a podcast jamboree, although I'm the only person calling it that. Um, now, some of the podcasts are going to have, I know, some of the, some of the podcasts are going to, like, you know, we're going to do their sort of normal format. And, but what we're going to do is a question and answer because there's going to be a live audience there. So we're going to invite live audience members up to ask us questions. Um, but we also wanted to put it out to you who can't make it. If you have any questions for us, we're going to try and answer as many questions as we can. We're going to try to not be completely off topic and, and idiotic like we have been for the past 12 minutes here and, 13. and answer 13 sorry and <laughs> i figured there's one minute of record before we started Come, going coming up on and, 14 uh, so we're going to try and answer as many questions as we can so if, if you want to tweet at us at phil reclaimed audio reclaimed audio thank you <laughs> uh your questions or you could email us at info at reclaimed audio if you have any questions you want to send to us please go ahead and feel free to do so uh before saturday obviously and we'll do our best to answer as many as we can and that's i just want to get that if you're a little there. intimidated to ask tim or phil questions go ahead and email me personally that's fine i i understand yeah that's fine yeah that's super <laughs> fine super <laughs> He's All just right. gonna have a bunch of questions he asked himself. I know, honestly, this man. I got a question from a listener out in. Uh, How come you're so handsome? <laughs> Ramfordsburg, Ohio. He says. He says, Bill, you're clearly the most talented of the three. Why don't we hear more from you? You do know the first. This one says, Bill, have you ever thought of starting your own podcast? Yeah. <laughs> so we do remember that for, for anybody that's new to the podcast, we're eventually going to ask you to write a review and go back to the very first review and read it. That was me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that was pretty transparent even then. Yeah. <laughs> this is Bill talking about Bill. Bill is so handsome. How do you. Bill, Bill, Bill. <laughs> Bill, 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 Bill. Yeah, just to build it right up. So, um, topic. We are coming up on the gift-giving season, and uh, I'm not particularly PC, so let's just call it Christmas. Um, and we thought that now would be a good time to talk about our gift guide, sort of talk about what it is that we think are great suggestions for makers to make gifts that are made by human hand and then given. So we want to do this topic now to give everyone enough time to build it for, for gift-giving Christmas season time. Yeah, to build all the stuff we're going to talk about because we're too lazy to do it ourselves. We're just going to go shopping. Those who can't do, do podcasts. Pod, podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and just so we're aware, we are recording this on Cyber Monday. And um, we don't want to boycott mm -hmm. any kind of cyber shopping because so many of our fellow makers have Etsy and their own websites and things like that so cyber way on your shopping but buy from buy from your makers buy from somebody local that you know or 
somebody online um, all over the world. Uh, people are doing that, so we want to include we want to include right. everybody. Right. I I started that hashtag sort of uh, you know to to be a little provocative a, a couple of years ago, and uh, because my idea is that. I'm tired of the system the way it is where we all just like go to stores and buy stuff that gets thrown away that nobody wants and this and the other thing. When there's so many people like us and like you who are listening that actually make things. And I, I've always believed that the concept of giving a gift should be like giving something special and meaningful of yourself and, and just running to Target or <laughs> is that how you pronounce it? Target? I don't know. Uh, I, be- I believe that's exactly how you pronounce it. Yes. Right. And, in Quebec where you live. <laughs> uh, but, you know, just running to the store and buying whatever's on sale, uh, you know, isn't, or it doesn't mean price. anything. Yeah, or full price. You can pay full price, I guess. Um, so I always try to encourage people to, to just be thoughtful with their gift, not just buy a bunch of junk. I mean, I have kids and they have closets full of stuff that people have given them over the years that they don't want or need. You know, so when I give to them, I try to make it special. Uh, and that's like the idea I was sort of talking about what I've been up to with this, this block thing is like, you can go out and buy all sorts of building blocks and that's great. But, but the ones that, that I created two pieces that are actually quite fun to play with by themselves. Paul Jackman created a third one. That's a lot of fun to play with. And now if everybody else like contributes, we could, we could actually put those guys out of business and it's all a free file share. So anybody with a CNC machine or even a printer and a bandsaw or even a coping saw can, can jump in. So that's what I'm hoping that we can do is sort of discuss some ways that we can combat this and make things that are special and meaningful. Do we, do we have that. to like children in order to make things? I just. No, okay. you can, you can not like them. Well, don't eat Hansel and Gretel, but apart from that, I think it's right. fine. Yeah, if you you can make the you know the witch needs a present too. Oh, well, that's <laughs> kind of or the warlock. Yeah, well, I meant the witch from Hansel and Gretel, but or the yeah. warlock because from Hansel and Gretel, Tim, everybody knows that's really yeah, it's in the epilogue. Anyway, um, I, I guess I didn't read that far. I got too scared. <laughs> 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 I like kids. Uh, yeah. And Bill's like, oh, now's the part where they get eaten. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's start. I think this is an easy easy one hmm. way to start is to talk about gifts that we have made in the past that we've given out because those are sort of less hypothetical and more real. So you want to just go around. Let's talk about some of the things that we've made for people and uh, and how we made them and maybe what even the reaction was to them. Bill, why don't you start? Great idea. I do not give gifts to people. I don't like people. <laughs> uh, the kids. I well, I, I, made... I beg to differ because one of the first things you said was uh, your wife asked for uh, something, and I believe that's how you kind of got into making. Was didn't you make something for your wife? Oh damn you! And you're listening to me. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, actually, the way I got it, you're right. You're absolutely right. That is my origin story. Was uh, I used to work at a at a diamond tooling company, and all of the diamond tools were shipped to us because they're really heavy. the the metal The metal abrasive tools are very heavy, so they'd come to us from the factory in these like kind of smallish, but they were thick plywood boxes. So I was like, "We just keep throwing these things out. I bet I could take them home and pull them apart." So I just started taking them home on trash day and pulling them apart, and I had like this inventory of plywood and stuff. So then one day. When we transitioned my son from his crib to his big boy bed, I was like, you know what? I don't think he's going to get up there. I feel like we need a step stool. And then I thought, you know what? I have all this plywood. Let me try and make him something. 
So I made it and it came out, I think, pretty okay. Like my wife has never been like the biggest handmade kind of fan. She's really more, I'd really rather buy it, but she was super uh, like appreciative of it and very enthusiastic about it. And, and then word sort of got out. So I started doing them for friends and, um, and then I heard about this whole Etsy thing and kind of took off from there. So I guess a gift from my son. And I guess it was kind of sort of my wife too. Um, you know, that's really what started. So kids who are in the, the between the two and the three year old range, maybe even up to four, um, you know, they can all use step stools for getting into bed, for the kitchen, uh, for the bathroom to brush their teeth. So if you know anybody who's got kids that age, like these step stools are tremendous. And, and if you check out the video that I did on the painted graphics, which I just recently did, and I think my mm. first video was how to make the step stool and the graphics that I did on there. Cause it's, it's a little different. Um, you, you can basically knock them out. They take like, I don't know, 12, uh, 12 Craig screws and you're done. Yeah. Bill. <laughs> uh, I, is, so is it safe to say that by you building a physical step stool, you essentially built an emotional pedestal for yourself that your wife now sees you on? Uh, there's no chance my wife sees me on any kind of, but maybe I did. <laughs> like, like not even remotely, but, uh, I think maybe I built a little confidence, um, as far as, as far as being able to turn this into a, in, into more than just a hobby and sort of fiddling around into, into a, uh, let's say a side business because it has been pretty darn good for the family and, uh, and the hours invested in the garage certainly are appreciated. Uh, by my wife. So, you know, now she's sort of like kind of my business manager a little bit. She's like, don't you have some orders to get out? Like, uh, never mind what we were going to do tonight. I think you should spend some time in the garage. So on that front, it's been amazing because I now have time where I quote unquote have to spend in the garage, which is great because otherwise I, I feel guilty about it. But now it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's for the family. So it's, it's, it's fantastic. So, uh, that's my one suggestion for this round. Somebody else go. Um, how about you, Bill? Well, you know, in the same in the same avenue or vein as Phil, I can talk about the the first thing that I ever made as a gift was also what got me into making um, differences that happened forty four years ago. Um, and I made mine didn't happen that long ago. And I made this, and I've shown you guys before. Oh, look at that! But that's me. No, I don't think you have. I've never seen I, that. This is. Uh, for those who can't see in this podcast, he's holding up a piece of wood that's got this sort of 70s kind of swirly cuts on it with a photograph stuck on it with these kind of matching swirly 70s looking cuts. And it's a picture of a boy who I find hard to believe is, is you, Bill, because he's, he's too good looking. You know, I, I, I agree with you there. The, the good looking part. <laughs> so what the, what this was it is my, my cousin for Mother's Day helped me make this. And it is a piece of wood that's kind of got scalloped edges on it. Uh, we took a picture. We uh, He helped me with a, a lighter, a, a Zippo lighter, and actually burned the edges of it. And that's how it kind of got that scallop looked on the picture. Glued it to the piece of wood. Put shellac over the top of it. Hang it up on the wall. It was the very first thing that I made. I got to use a bandsaw i got to use fire i got to use chemicals and no looking back good day no looking back six years old <laughs> so yeah. um uh so it, all that to say is that something that you can make or maybe even a, a, a an activity you can do with the what are they called again you guys have both have them the children yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you can do with your kids is you can make something like that for mom or for dad and put together just a 
glue to, glue a picture on a piece of wood and 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 have fun with it. Um, something simple. There's there's one. You know, it's that it's funny. My my son Vance, whom I have in my shop with me a lot, uh, and we have a video series about it called Vance Maker. You know, and uh, because I want him to learn that stuff and have those memories like you're describing and uh he at one point in time had taken a he he's big into pulling cardboard and crap out of the recycling bin i don't know where he gets it <laughs> what a weird kid i know but uh he had taken a, a a paper towel tube and flattened it all out and and he glued a picture of himself to it and some magic marker on stuff and it's up in my shop right now he gave it to me as a gift and it's like you know what that's gift giving. That's what we can all do. We can all bring that back as adults. It doesn't have to be the latest electronic gadget. You know what I mean? It can be that special and that meaningful. Um, I can't remember the, the first thing I made for him because I've been doing it, you know, as, as a kid that's and, and whatnot. Um, it, that's pretty difficult. I don't even know if I could pick out a, a favorite thing I've made, but what I do like making are toys because I do like kids. Unlike some members of this podcast, apparently, I, all, look, I like my kids, I, Tim. They're okay. I'm just saying they're okay. They they smell yeah. funny they're sometimes, but you know. But uh, but <laughs> they do sometimes. You're Everybody right. smells funny sometimes. Yeah. Now you so smell you. funny too. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just love I love making toys uh, I mean I think it's fun to make toys and games and, and I'm not good at it I'm not good at it at all <laughs> but I enjoy trying and, uh, and what's great about like I have my son has a basket of, of blocks that I made him over the years uh, including my, my very first boycott Black Friday video was this these blocks are sort of interlocked and whatnot but very simply because he was young then it just just the scraps of wood blocks he puts. I cut out little people one year and painted painted them to like little action figures, but they're just pieces of junk wood. And um, I just love that because there's no rules to making toys. All it has to do is not like cut them or hurt them, and that's pretty easy to do, right? <laughs> you know, pretty sure. sandy edges. Yeah. yeah. All right, I got another Go. one. If if, if that was your New Year segment, okay. Yeah. So this is one I've been planning to do for a long time. Um, so. Every summer, we go to um, to a gunkwit main with my in-laws and, and the kids. And uh, we've been doing it a long time, but with the kids, it's been much more meaningful for my in-laws because we're they're, my kids are their first grandkids. Anyway, so there's this one picture of my father-in-law and my son from last year or the year before. And they're walking together, holding hands. And I took the picture from behind. And, uh, and I know that it's – and he, he loves that picture. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to do – was to take a piece of like a quarter inch plywood and then take that picture and edit it out properly so that basically just cut out the image of just the two of them, no background. Uh, print it in mirror image in black and white on laser and then do the toner transfer method onto the piece of plywood and then frame it. Just do some whatever, some cove molding or whatever it is. Just frame it out and then and then give it to them like that. So it's uh, it's representational of, you know, those trips my son and what it is that sort of I do. And, and I think that would be, and I also like, um, if anyone's ever been to a gunkwit, they do, they have these trolleys there that just go around the whole little town and you can hop on them at any time. And, uh, and they take these tokens and they say a gunkwit and they happen to be a perfect inch. So what I was going to do is I was going to take a Forstner bit and then at the bottom, uh, just drill, I don't know, maybe like an eighth of an inch deep and then epoxy one of these awesome. tokens into it. So it just says a gunkwit on it and then like the picture of the two of them and then framed out nicely and maybe on a stand or something for his desk. So I thought that was really cool. That's actually super, that, that's a super beautiful cool. example. Very good. Yeah. 
So one of these years I'm going to do that. But I I think anyone can do that for anything, which is, I think, why it's such a cool gift. Like, you know, all of us are makers. And for the most part, most of us, I think, work in wood. I I think it'd be most people are working wood, too. You're not usually an exclusively a metal worker. Uh, But if you are, then I, I don't have ideas for you. But for that one, if you work in wood, anybody can do that for just about any memory. And you can do things like pen holders. You can do things, business card holders as, as part of that. Um, and the toner transfer, I mean, anybody can get into that. You need a laser printer and you need seven bucks worth of acetone or lacquer thinner. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's other ways to transfer images too. Uh, you know, if you are someone who's using a laser cutters or CNCs, there's also that approach. Yep. Um, but I mean, there is, it can be that simple and that inexpensive. Then there's also just getting a decal made, getting a, if you have a local sign shop, you can do that too. If you want yeah. to do something like that. Oh, Although, and if you have inkjet, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But if you have an inkjet only and not laser, you can also transfer the image. What you do is you need a, a full sheet of sticker paper. You take off the sticker and you run the wax, the waxy sort of backer through the inkjet, and then while it's oh. still wet, hurry, run it over, and then you very you know smoothly press it against the wood, and it will transfer. And the advantage of that is that you can do it in color. See that I didn't know how to do. I've only heard inkjet. I didn't know you could do it with. Uh... Yeah, you could do both. They're just mm. different methods. Um, and Steve Ramsey has done uh, has shown how to do that inkjet transfer. Now you you guys but, are going to think that I'm I'm joking, but I know this can be done. Um, balsa wood, I know you know, is very very soft wood. Okay, mm-hmm. um, I've actually ran into one accidentally, a piece of balsa wood, and I'm not kidding. I put an impression of about half of my head into the balsa wood. So there's the transfer method no that way as well. Um, I'm not guaranteeing the success. Or actually, let's, let's scratch that. Maybe we can just not do that transfer method. Yeah, it's okay. really. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm all for the slamming Bill's head into a piece of wood transfer method. <laughs> Listen, I think we should, I think we should give it a try before we rule it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we need to do some research. It's, and it, it certainly would create a lot of memories. Why don't we do this? If anybody's coming to <laughs> or if any, anybody them. coming to Boston brings a big enough sheet of uh, balsa wood, I'll give it a go. I would love to see that, like a bunch of just Bill Lutz facial impressions <laughs> in balsa wood. Hashtag wood Lutz. So, so we're talking about something making very meaningful gifts, um, and because you're doing it by hand. And it gives you a chance to do, put a little bit more thought into what it is you're making. But it doesn't have to be that way. And I say that because uh, Casey and I this year, I'm I am super excited because Casey, we went to a, 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 a craft show or an art art and craft show, and she fell in love with all the booths that had pens and bowls and these things that were made on the lathe. And she started asking me, how does this happen? I said, well, it's from lathe. And she literally said, I think we talked about this already. I want to do that. And we went and bought her a lathe. And we're gearing up to uh, make some pens. So the the gifts that we will be giving this year to people is Casey's going to make the pens. I'm going to make the boxes. So it's not, it's like, okay, big deal. You're getting a pen. But it's the fact that for me, the gift I'm getting is that as she is now getting more interested in doing my kind of art. She, I find her to be an artist in what she does already in the, in the beauty industry, but to have her out there with me uh, in the shop and we're working together, she's already turned one thing. I think we posted pictures of it. It's we're, she took a block mm-hmm. of wood. She made it round 
on the lathe, and we hollowed it out. It's now an official pen holder. Um, but so that is giving gifts for us. And I know everybody and their, their uncle has probably turned pens before. I never have. I've used a lathe only a few times, a wood lathe, and I've had somebody holding my hand there. So this is something we can both learn and do together. But the, the meaningfulness, again, is not the pen itself. It's the fact that I'm doing something together with her in the shop. And, um, and thankfully, nobody that we're giving pens to this year is <laughs> listening to this podcast. So <laughs> they don't know. I guess that means I'm not getting a pen. <laughs> no, I really didn't. I, I've seen your pens already. Um, Phil, I'm, I'm guessing you to be a big guy. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you put means. the emphasis on the B. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, yeah, oh, just man. I'm really but more it, of a HB kind of guy. That's that's beautiful, Bill. That's a, that's exactly what I want to see happening the world over. Is that that it, it's not just about the gift; it's about the moments, the memories, the, you know, the materials. A lot of times, like in Phil's case, and you know, for me, I mean, as an upcyclist and a reclaimed guy, it's, the story is so important as it is for everybody else that works in reclaimed materials. I have a hunk of old wood, but or I have a hunk of old wood from. You know what I mean, and that and that makes it more special. Like I just made talking about pens. I you know Bill alludes. I just made a bunch of pens uh, for sale on on my website, which because people love them, so I made a couple for gifts, and uh, people love them so much. Cause, and, but what what's beautiful about them is where the wood came from. It came from a boat. It came from this like 1894 schooner, and then this guy brought this wood to me because he thought I might be able to do something cool with it. And I'm a little disappointed that I've only come up with pens so far, but I have some other ideas to do some cooler stuff with this wood, you know. But so that's what makes these pens special and valuable, and something you cannot get at a box store. Absolutely, you know, just made by hand, just got yeah. awesomeness. But. To, to, to get into some more concrete things, I wanted to point out another idea I had, and it doesn't matter what material you work in, but any anybody upcycling, any type of material can make these, whether it's paper or fabric or steel or wood, is flowers. I love making flowers out of found objects and, and crap, you know. Uh, my, that's not, my that's not one of the materials, right? Well, no, no, not literal, okay. figurative. <laughs> You know, my, my wife just for, for Thanksgiving last week, she pulled out this, this vase of flowers I'd made years and years ago for her. And, and it's funny because, uh, as, as my skill set grows, my ability to make flowers out of junk gets better. And so I was like, looking at it, I was like, oh my God, I, I can make flowers so much better now than these. But it was like, you know, but she has these wood flowers and she still brings them out. I just made them out of pallet wood and, uh, I've made them out of, uh, steel. You know, if you have a really good sharp drill bit and you're, and you're drilling steel, you know how those curls come out? Mm-hmm. You spray paint them and you put them in that vase, man. It's greenery. You know what I mean? It's like all these like little things like that. All this waste in the shop. Of the you have that really sharp forcing bit, and you get those beautiful curls, and you can glue those together on a toothpick and make a flower. And then you know, using your imagination, your creativity, you can make them as delicate or as as masculine and big as you want. Flowers out of reclaimed materials, man, can't go wrong because it's it just says love for everything. You know, by the hmm. everything I mean the people receiving and the environment. So really, just two things. Right. <laughs> it's a lot of things, I'm just saying. Yeah, a lot of two things. A lot of two things. All right, I guess it's my turn now. Uh, let's see here. Since since uh, the whiskey box thing is, uh, is kind of my thing at this point, um, I will say that making boxes for people is mm. really cool, especially if you're going to give alcohol as a gift. Um, 
you know, obviously buying the alcohol is the easy part, making the box and you know, making it fit and finding glasses that fit in there and maybe even getting etched glasses specifically to customize it, get, customizing the box, uh, you know, engraving the date, a cool quote is always fantastic. Um, and again, you can do that with the toner transfer method. Um, and you can also make them with like, uh, make them as display boxes. If there's something specifically, um, treasured by this person, like they're really into, um, I don't know, like a baseball, if you got like a Mickey Mantle baseball or whatever it is, or like a Patrick Wack, uh puck or something like that, the box doesn't have to be as big as a whiskey box. It can be the size of this item. And, you know, you just have a tiny little bit of plexiglass in the front and, and you know, you make a little hinge display box. So there's all mm. kinds of really, really cool things that boxes can be and can hold, which have quite a bit of sentimental value. Yeah, specialty boxes are great for, for cherished items or even just just storage boxes. I, I, I mean, that's one of those things you, you make, you know, maybe even in your beginning stages of, of making, it's like, Oh, I have these pieces of wood. I'm going to put them together in a box. And, and then you start developing your boxes. And, mm-hmm. and so it's like, if you gave someone a box every year, the growth in your craftsmanship could be marked, you know, through the, the <laughs> gift giving us <laughs> those true. boxes every year. Cause I can make a hell of a better box now than I could 10 years ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The other cool thing is that, um, you know, and I think mostly the point of this whole thing is that not only are you taking a special interest in the person who you're giving the gift to, like you have to know what it is that they would encapsulate in a box. So mm. they know that you gave so much thought into this gift that not only did you make it, but you gave a ton of thought into what it is that makes them tick, like what's important to them. So, hey, man, I made this box for you to hold that thing that you treasure and love and whatever, because I was paying attention. I knew that this is what it is. So, you know, it's really sort of, putting yourself in the frame of mind where you care so much about this person that you make such a personal gift for them. Absolutely. I thought you said you didn't, you didn't like people. Like, <laughs> like actual people. Yes. But in theory, no. Well, the, the way you just put that bill, honestly, if I could, I'd make, I'd make yeah. a box to put both of you in. That's how that's, that's <laughs> no, I'm no, sure no, that no, sounded no. wonderful in your head, but in real life, it sounded like you want to murder us. Call the police. I know. The call is coming from inside the podcast. <laughs> well, I no, honestly, oh, what, but saying that about the box, that's that's going to be my contribution. Is is to to we bought a bunch of pen blanks for Casey to start out with, but I'm gonna I, I have enough material and and reclaimed items here that the boxes I'm going to make to go with the pens. And it's funny because Tim made a video and I. I First thing I said, he, he utilized magnets to to keep the boxes open and closed. And I have an idea to do something somewhat similar, but it's like it blows me away how the three of us think a lot alike because we. Yeah, don't use eight magnets. I I I I, I, I wasn't I wasn't going to use eight. I, I I did think that's Tim's number. That's that, that was enough. Seven. It's either it's either a box for the pen or you could crush walnuts with it. One or the other, you know. Yeah, my my wife had to like, and she works out. I mean, she had to like stand up and like, <laughs> like she put her whole body into opening this box. I was like, oh crap! So uh, craftsmanship. I need to, yeah, exactly. That's, I call that craftsmanship. That's right. I I like magnetic latches so much. They're so easy and they're and they're inexpensive because you can buy those uh, neodymium magnets on eBay. You can buy packs of fifty of them for like ten bucks. Um, just get them a little smaller than I did. <laughs> and I, but I just get because I like the idea that it's like. It's a magnet, so there's no hinge, but it's not going to open. 
Like, you're not going to have it accidentally open. But in this particular case, I got a little carried away. <laughs> it's the whole secret compartment thing. We know your weakness. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. You know, another thing we can do, and it doesn't have to be for this time of year, but something that we all used to do, I think, as a kid, and can still be done now, and again, with whatever type of materials you want to work with. Um, and I talked about this last year, and I still haven't done it. I have some very thin, old walnut and i'm talking like probably an eighth inch thin that came off the back of a secretary desk which is like the backer of it and it's it's old it's pretty delicate solid yeah yeah like wow crazy who who did that yeah this is like glued up eighth inch to make a panel this is from i'm guessing probably the late 1800s yeah can i have it i (laughs) i might i might maybe i'll share some with you guys maybe i will I got enough, but the the point is, the one thing I thought I could do with this is make a card. And we, all of us, all of us made cards when we were kids. You know, we fold a piece of paper in half and I love you, mommy. I love you, daddy. And, you know, and so, but why not, why can't we do that? One of the things I don't enjoy getting and I've let people know that send them to me is e-cards. I think that is. Cop out. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it from, you know what, from like, like coworkers and stuff, that's fine. But when, you know. Your brother sends you an e-card. It's probably not as special as it could be, but make a card. Make a card out of fabric. <laughs> you also only remember that day. Yeah. yeah. Not, like, my oh, brother doesn't do that. Day. We actually oh. don't remember each other's birthdays or anything or talk to each other much, but Casey cuts his wife's hair, so we stay in contact that way. But um, back to the card thing. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a different podcast. That's a dark turn down a dark alley. No, my big, my big brother is awesome, yeah. and I love him much. He's every, the epitome of everything a big brother should be. Um, but anyway, yeah, make, <laughs> making cards I think could be fun, and it doesn't have to be for just this time of year. It can be for any, any any occasion. Hand make a card, and you have if you have again this this super thin, precious wood. I, I'm going to make a card out of that. Um, does anybody know what the seventh year, Tim, you should know this, is for anniversary? Is it wood? Please say it's... Off the top of my head, I no. I hope it's wood. That would be great. I can I can uh, Google it. Do you want to pause the no, podcast? No, wood is the fifth. Oh, I'm already past yeah. them. Darn it. Yeah. You, well, but then there's also... you can If you keep Googling enough, you can find yeah. some calendar that works for you yeah. because there's like a, there's the new one there's the traditional one there's okay the, guys well, 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 we talked care. about this at the beginning of the podcast We're, we need to stay on track focus yeah focus. <laughs> we're going off but you know y- your card thing was uh was uh, i thought particularly interesting because i've i've made wooden cards before and i've i want to try it again because the last ones i made were like four inches thick it was two four <laughs> by fours with a hinge you know some Someone call them cards some bad. call them the ten commandments you know it's yeah, <laughs> but you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> Don't drop this. Then you have to go back sh- up there and get a whole other yeah, set. Shipping was horrible. <laughs> let me tell you. I put a I put a stamp on it. It didn't go. But you know, my my wife. She always says that she can't make anything and she's not creative. She does that that thing. But my wife makes the coolest cards because she's an elementary school teacher. And so she spends time with kids, and she thinks like I don't want to say she thinks like a kid, <laughs> but but you know she she she's still connected to that part, and she makes the coolest cards out of construction paper and glitter glue and magic markers that I've ever seen, and I always tell her that, and she gets like, oh whatever you know, but they're so cool. Making cards is is amazing. Take the time, and you could do stuff like little die cut things or cutting out pieces of wood. It, it could even be a paper based thing where you you put some bottle tops on or whatever. I mean, you know, you could actually do a lot of really cool stuff that way. Paper just, craft. Just, 
papercraft, taking the time, taking the time to show that you care about someone instead of taking the time to stand in line at a store. I think that's just a better gift. Mm-hmm. Just to show you guys, what, what, what I'm going to show the guys right now is just a, a simple leather-bound uh, notepad that Casey bought locally for me to kind of sketch some of the things that I'm going to build. And I'm not going to show you what I've sketched because um, your wife's kids that she teaches sketch way better than I do. But it's very much simply, it just it's just a, you can use a piece of vinyl or leather or whatever you want. And it's just got a, a simple notepad with a, a piece of string holding it together. But I'm imagining That's that great. if you could read... Uh, if you could upcycle a piece of material that's thick like this, either vinyl or leather, um, and then maybe emboss it, you know, by uh, pounding something into it, a name, an initial, it's another gift idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great absolutely. one. Absolutely. You know, like um, um, what's her name on uh, Get Hands Dirty, Christiana? Get Hands Dirty. She just made an embossing video on how to yeah. do it. So that would tie in really well into what you just did there. You know, when you mm-hmm. first said uh, cards, I thought you meant business cards, which I think is also a really cool one. Um, I did them for somebody at one point out of just like a pallet wood. I just sort of sliced it up maybe eight, three sixteenths thick. And then I did the toner transfer thing again, uh, onto, I don't know, 10 or 15 cards. And that's cool too. If somebody just started like a brand new business and you want to, for them to be able to make a real impression on potential customers, these kinds of cards kind of really stick out in the deck. And when you hand it out to somebody, it's got weight, it's got have to it and be like, oh, wow, this is really cool. And it looks like a really expensive gift. It also comes in handy if you're ever stuck yeah. in the woods and need to start a fire. You just rub your business cards together. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> oldest trick in the book. I should have said that. I I don't know if I'm like proud or not proud of my business cards now. I make them out of, as a lot of people know, I make them out of cereal boxes and cut up cardboard. And I always thought that same thing. It stands out. But now I'm like, oh, maybe it stands out the wrong way. <laughs> Listen, any publicity is good publicity. You also make you also just, make I, them on wood, though, don't you? I mean, I've seen you you've sent me a couple of different things on little pieces of wood with your logo. With well, yeah, I, I make other promotional right. materials on on wood. And actually, at the, in Boston on Saturday, uh, the people are bringing stickers and whatnot to hand out. We have reclaimed audio stickers that we'll be handing out. But I wanted to make a personal one, so I made two hundred something. Uh, little wooden stickers, but the people that get them have to put their own sticky on the back if they want to glue a magnet on or use some two-sided tape or whatever. But I just I made them out of wood, and I have stamps. So basically, you, you, so not you swept up your shop floor yeah. and just put it in a bag, and you're going to hand that out to people. Yeah. I took all the pieces. I have all these hollow cord doors I tried to make guitars out of, and one of them worked. And, and I just all the scraps that were left over from it, I just cut into as many squares as I could. And, uh, and I made it uh, just just about enough. I mean, probably a couple extra, you know. Hmm. So, Scrabble tiles. That's another gift. Yeah. Oh, Scrabble tiles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're bigger than that, though. Mine are. Mine I didn't like say that. how big the board was. Giant. Huge Scrabble. Scrabble. Life size. Huge. And that, that's Huge. a great segue into maybe one more thing that we talk about as far as gifts is uh, making mm-hmm. games that you've always played. Make your own checkerboard. Make your own chessboard. Mm. Make your own Scrabble board. Um, to give out as a gift, yeah. you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Mm. Just make it yourself. That's true. Abs- absolutely. I had I had a couple on my my board that I'm going to try and make this year. Have you guys seen uh, some of these guys who have recreated Settlers of Catan? I don't understand most of those words. Me neither. Okay, so it's 
I, I don't know how to play this game. I've never played it, but it's a very popular open source game. So nobody really owns the rights to it, but you can buy it. And I think it's relatively, I'm pretty sure it's relatively cheap and you can make your own version of it. But like, there's all these different tiles, one for farming, one for, it's kind of like, if you ever played the game civilization on computer? No, I've heard of that. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like that, except with tile. Don't shake your head at me. Um, anyway, so people have made like really either CNC'd or lasered or handmade ones and like they, they sculpt tiny little figures and you can get like you can yeah you could do chess and you could do checkers and you could do Othello and Chinese checkers and all these things or you can go like whole other way west and go nuts with creating board games so so you're basically like Dungeons and Dragons type deal um, kind way more. I think more casual than that. Dungeons and Dragons is like you gotta, you gotta invest some time in reading the literature. This is if you play it, you can just sort of play it. You you know, not to toot my own horn, but I invented a game this year, and you can download the plans on my website. I just remembered that. I thought it was a cool game. It's a kid game, basically. You know, but. But uh, and it was the same thing. It was like really simple. It's just wood cubes and a little grid. But like not like you also invented like, the music. Like make a music game dice. Oh, the country dice game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you also that. invent the question mark? I did not invent the what? It's from Austin Powers. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I didn't know that. One. I didn't catch that one. Um, I do have a question mark tattooed on my ankle, though. I don't think you can. I don't know if you can. See Guys, it. that's a uh, that is now a Tim Sway fact. It will be on the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Tim Sway's question mark tattoo? Question mark. I'm not sure how I feel about having just seen that. <laughs> That's fine. I'm not sure how I feel about it a, showing you. <laughs> it was almost a transparent. Cap. I can show you the so full pimp. Phoenix, but I, uh, I did not get any sun this year. <laughs> I was in the shop a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we just ignored Bill saying he's going to show us his Phoenix. Oh, God, I don't even know what that means. Oh, That's, the Phoenix that had the scar. Bill had surgery this year, and his Phoenix got... I'm, I'm, got I'm clipped. I'm yeah. saving that yeah. for Boston. Oh, thank God. What a treat that'll be. <laughs> on that note... <laughs> on that note, let's um, let's move on to what we're watching. So, where is my mousey mouse? Here we go. Bill, who are you watching this week? Well, I'm, I'm watching somebody who I think um, a lot of us do know, and... Um, uh, he's a personal friend of mine I haven't met yet, and I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully he can make his way to Boston. That would be awesome. Uh, the guy's name is Chris Cute, and he's been a super supportive guy in the community, and he does some really interesting videos. Um, and I noticed that he's only got 1,800 subscribers, and he's been around for a long time, and he is not someone who will push his channel. He does that simply. He wants to share. He wants to share what he's learned over the years and he does that by way of video, but um, let's, let's get him some more subscribers. I think, I think uh, a few people that listen to us might enjoy what he does. The guy's got a lot of knowledge. Um, he's been, he's been mm. making for a long time and just, I've learned quite a few things just from the simple tips and tricks that he does. Uh, some of his projects are cool. And he just recently took one of his older videos uh, a la Tim Sway. And he's like, you know, I'm going to re-edit this and just cut it down real quick and make a, what was a nine minute video into a four minute video or something. And it came out really cool. And 
I saw that, and I've been thinking about doing that with some of my older videos. Instead of just reposting them, I've been thinking about like re-editing them. That people were interested enough to see the original subject matter, but see if I can make like one minute versions. Because I've been making these things for so long, I have so many videos no one's ever seen. And, yeah, uh, and I saw Chris did that. I was like, "That's." I've been thinking about. It. I was like, "Oh, that's a great idea." I'm so basically, what you've been preaching to everybody else to do, you're now going to do yourself. Yeah, it's, it's about time I started actually. Listening I was going to say, what, but uh, good. I'm glad you caught on. That's good. <laughs> but anyway, uh, um, and I do want to do a few shout-outs, too, real quick. Um, and I'm sure most people will know this around the world. And I want to be inclusive because Jimmy Doresta is a world-renowned person. And he hit 100 million views. Congratulations, Jimmy. Um, Unbelievable. Hold on a second. There it is. Oh, yeah. And, and that's <laughs> just – it's so well-deserved. And, and we talked about this before in our Rising Tides episode. If you haven't heard that one, go back and listen. Um, Jimmy rises because he lifts everybody else up around him. And I sincerely, if you've ever had the chance to meet him, you're going to see one of the most sincere, coolest people ever in the world. And, uh, one, just one, two more shout out, three more shout outs. And that's it. Uh, seven more shout outs. That's Andrew it. Aragon's birthday is today. Happy birthday, brother. We, uh, happy birthday. Two days ago. Happy birthday. Oh buddy. yeah. Yeah. When you hear this, it will have been <laughs> yeah. belated birthday thing. You, you guys in your time warps, I swear. Um, and one more shout out, actually, it's just uh, Casey and I went to Woodcraft. There's two Woodcrafts in the, in Northern California, and I didn't know one of them was only 20 minutes from me. I think this is a bad oh, thing. No. Bad It's news. so bad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I walk into... Oh, they got every, They have all the fest tools. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the worst thing that could ever happen. I walked into this store, and all I could do was like the Tim Allen grunt. I just went... <laughs> and and because we're going to look for things for Casey's lathe, uh, some pen blanks and things like that. And I ran into, and I'd like to give a shout out, Justin Levine. Uh, if if you haven't heard of him, um, look on Facebook uh, just for his name. But he does; he's a maker, and he was very helpful in helping Casey and I find the stuff that we needed for the lathe stuff. Because I had no idea what I was looking for. But he does uh, for Halloween. He did the Levine lights, and he does like programmable decorated lights on your house right. where the pumpkins sing and the stuff to music. Well, now he's doing it for Christmas. And I guess he's somehow this, this young man is so far beyond me. All I know is it's computer stuff. Phil, you'll get this. But when you drive by his house now and you look at the lights and they're doing and singing and stuff, you can tune in your radio to the station and actually hear the music <laughs> that goes with his That's house. Crazy. That's wow. how cool it is. But he's also just, uh, I, I walked in the store and after I got done grunting, Casey was excited. She's all, for the first time, honey, I walked in somewhere, and all I heard was, Lutz! So that was really cool. <laughs> so thank you, Justin, for that. That's awesome. And um, that's, that's uh, other, other than that, I wanted to mention that uh, uh, our very own Tim Sway was on the Dave Gatton show this Saturday. Uh, he was going to hang out with me without canceling or anything. All of a sudden, uh, no Tim, and he's all of a sudden, he's a celebrity guest star on uh, the CNC show. How was that, Tim? I don't know how to put this, but <laughs> <laughs> kind of a big deal. No, it was awesome because I got to hang out with uh, Dave and a bunch of other people and, and uh, talk C&C, which I'm trying to learn that language and, and understand it. Like I'm so new and fresh to it and I'm really excited about it, like a little more excited than I expected to be. Um, 
And I'm actually thinking about like when I when I got the CNC, I put it on this little table on wheels so I could wheel it out of the way when I'm not using it. And just today, I was like kind of try- eyeballing some spots where I might have like a permanent location in my shop. I really see the potential to to use this thing a lot. Um, and that was great talking with them and like learning and and sharing. You know, I love I love that we can do that in this day and age. Well, you may not know this, but um, uh, Richard Muller, Muller, Richard Moeller, because like the tooth. Um, he gave up his spot on the show so you could be there. So, yeah. Oh, yeah? I did yeah. not know so, that. Richard's a great that, guy. Thanks, Richard. He's local to me, and, and yeah. that's going to be my CNC resource if anything ever happens CNC-wise with me. So, But anyway. Oh, thanks, buddy. I didn't know that. I'm, I'm done taking up time. I'm watching the clock. Tim? <laughs> okay. Um, I had uh, two quick things I wanted to mention. One was uh, Scott Turner, who is a supporter of our show and we talk about him all the time if you don't know who scott turner is you're you, you should just pause this and go find out but um so he just he he made this chair it's a prototype that he named after me and oh my god the amount of work this guy puts into the stuff he makes is just so amazing i i get bored brushing my teeth in the morning and he <laughs> does the stuff that he makes it's just uh it's, it's a it's a sight to be seen um and the the beauty and the result of it and uh he inspires me to be better at what I do. Um, so check that out. And also another guy that puts a lot of work into stuff is Tristan Timber, who also is a supporter of our show. And you may have heard his name. And again, you should know who this, this young man is. He's a beautiful filmmaker as well as a maker. And, uh, and he just put out a video where he built a woodshed out of just stuff he had laying around. Plus some trees that fell. And he just like, just takes these trees that fell in an ax and makes them into lumber. Like, you know, just again, it's like, I have I have kids, man. I don't have that kind of time. I'm jealous. I want to. I would love to go out in the woods and just do that someday, you know. But uh, just really cool stuff. But the guy who I wanted to give the the spot to this week is um, An- uh, Andreas Salas, and uh, his link is by uh, An- Andres Andreas. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm sorry, buddy. Um, but he uh, he's a got a relatively small YouTube channel. And uh, he also plays the double bass like I do. And I believe he's also left-handed from watching his videos like I am, which I think is cool. And he just makes, uh, you know, he's been sort of putting a little more into his videos. He just made a couple of videos this week. One of them he claimed was inspired by me, but it was just cool. It was just some little bottle cap magnets. Again, like a cheap gift idea of reclaimed materials that you can do. He put these personal, he put like maps, uh, like dots on maps inside bottle te- caps, epoxy them in, put magnets on them. Boom, it's like a personal thing. It's like, oh, here's all the people you love and where they live. It was a, a great gift idea, you know? Um, and so I so I watched that video. Plus, he did this, like, little chair restoration of a little kid chair, which is always nice to give a kid a chair, you know? Uh, just giving kids stuff is cool. So that's my recommendation for this week. Awesome. Um, mine this week is uh, – well, first, I, I want to give a quick reciprocal shout-out to, uh, to Mark Spagnolo, who is the Wood Whisperer. I got mentioned uh, a couple episodes back, but actually somebody somebody sent me a text and said, "Hey, you got a cool shout out." And that was uh that was my buddy Sean Guthrie who was uh, cask woodworking. He said, "Hey, you were on uh, you were on Wood Talk." I was like, "I was." Because I haven't been listening to podcasts in a little while. I just sort of needed a little just a mental break. Yeah. Tim, just real quick, does Phil looks a little taller to me right now. That's quite the, that's quite the shout out from Mark. You do. You look taller. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe maybe because I'm standing up a little taller right now. Hmm. I thought it was one of the Grinch's heart. Yeah, it grew, grew ten sizes big. <laughs> Wait, am I the Grinch? Hey, I, I didn't say that. Hey, a little, a little. Uh, <laughs> Grinchy. Very friendly. 
<laughs> Nuts to you guys. I don't need you now that I get a shout-outs from Mark. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, my best friend Spags uh, <laughs> gave me a shout-out, so I wanted to say thanks for that. He's, uh, he's awesome, and uh, it was a shout-out for the, for the website that I've got, makertechreviews.com, and, uh, and I got quite a bit of traffic from that, so thank you. Um, this week's uh, YouTube person thing that I'm, uh, that I'm calling out his name is Jeremy Fielding, and uh, he's got about 500 subscribers. And, you know, we always hear this stuff, like the comments um, on bigger channels, like, hey, if I had $10,000 worth, if I had $100,000 worth of stuff, you know, I could do that too. Well, this guy doesn't have 100000 Actually, I, I don't want to count his, his bank account. But all to say, almost everything in his shop that isn't like a table saw or a bandsaw is is a homemade machine like from parts that he scavenged from motors that he's found so he's made disc sanders um what's it called again like uh all kinds of different kinds of sander why can't i think of you know the strip sander he's made a strip sander belt yeah like a belt sander he's made uh, and he made a whole like he's got a really really small workspace and he just did all these cool mechanisms that lets him hide and lock and spin away all of his machines so he just maximizes the space and I just, like, yeah, it doesn't have too many videos. It's got, like, ten videos. But I saw him. Like, sometimes YouTube gets it right with the recommendations. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll watch this. It was, like, ten things you can make with a broken vacuum. and, and <laughs> I love it. He made, like, he found an old vacuum. And instead of buying the Cyclone or having one shipped from a Californian podcast mate, he just <laughs> took the part from the... <laughs> He took the part. No, yeah. <laughs> Bill sent Phil a cyclone at, at great kit. expense, and then yeah. I'm still very thankful. Cost more than the machine. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so he took he took the cyclone off of a broken vacuum and turned it into a cyclone to use with a shop vac. And he showed how he uses it. And true to it, it didn't have a like a speck of dust in the shop vac canister. It was all in the bucket. So this guy is really ingenious, and uh, and he's doing really really cool things. And I was just very much impressed by his ingenuity, and I think that's that's the word to describe him. He's ingenious, and uh, check that out. What else we got there? Nice. Are we done? I think so. Sign off. All right. So, On, oh, yeah. just a reminder again: if you want to send us, <laughs> sorry, if you if you have any questions for us next week as a Q and A, you can uh, tweet us at Reclaimed Audio or email us at info at reclaimedaudiopodcast dot com. No, you don't have to say dot com. Yeah, you do have to say dot com. For an email? Yeah. <laughs> showing, showing my age. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just send us your questions, and we'll do our best to answer as many as we can. That's really, I mean, my personal goal is to answer as many as I can, even if it's just yes or no. Right? Isn't that our goal, to just plow through them, volume? I can't believe you loot me, but second of all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? I'm sitting here looking at myself. Do you guys notice there's a, like a purple halo around me? I have noticed See, that. Yeah, all it's right, I'm it's the right good there, yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, I'm is that the good that one. Pur- purple means royalty, actually. That's we the talk. Emperors of Rome wore wore purple. We talked about purple stain last week, I believe. Royal stain. Yeah, and you called yeah. me a royal pain or something. I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't, but that's clever. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I don't think I need to echo what Tim said. Next week we'll be at making it. We want your questions, um, which kind of ties into you know the sign off here. Um, if you actually, I'm not there yet. I'm, we're doing our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky, and check out MakerTechReviews.com uh, for the reviews themselves. Or if you want to be a reviewer, 
uh, hit me up. You can through the website. Bill? Uh, WilliamLoose.com. Thanks to Justin Sparks. Build, make, build, modify. Uh, TimSway.net, as it says on the back of my truck. That's right. He's not kidding. Um, contact us for show topic suggestions and these questions for the Making It event uh, by email, info at uh, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or on Twitter at reclaimedaudio. Um, here's a whole other thing. iTunes uh, needs, we need your reviews on iTunes because it really, really helps in getting us to rank higher on iTunes so that more people can see this podcast. And it's a, it's a really easy way to help us grow. So take the 30 seconds. If you've enjoyed this show today and previous episodes and future episodes, please take the time to leave us a review. It's very, very important. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is Patreon. Uh, Patreon is the best way to help us. In fact, uh, I'm not talking about big dollars here. Your pledge of a buck, three bucks, whatever it is, is a, a real help in keeping us going and making sure that this podcast airs every single week. Another mechanism that you can use to help us is on reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. I have a link to our Amazon affiliate link. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, go ahead and do it through that link and we get a a little, little tiny little commission from Amazon. And like I said, every little bit helps. That's all I got. Gentlemen. That, that's great, man. Thank you very much and be good. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Where's the off button for this bad boy?